Hello, I am your host, Skylar Fleming, and welcome to Money Talk. In this week's episode, we are going to talk about zero-based budgeting and sinking funds. These are both things that me and my wife use when it comes to handling our finances. So we're going to talk about what is a zero-based budget, the pros and cons of a zero-based budget, how you can create one, and then how sinking funds can play a role in your personal finances. As always, if you have any comments or suggestions, email me at moneytalk.ffc at gmail.com. I would love to hear any feedback or episode suggestions. Let's get right into today's episode. You know, we don't talk about money enough. It is a topic that just gets ignored for some reason, even though it plays a role in everyone's day-to-day life. Well, this is the issue that brought money talk to reality. I know you're probably too busy and don't have the time to research and learn about all the things that go into personal finance, but that is where this podcast, Money Talk, comes into play. I'm your host, Skylar Fleming, and I'm here to do the research and learn all the extra stuff about personal finance for you. The goal is to simply get us talking about money. So let's get talking. So what is zero-based budgeting? Well, it's making sure that you budget every single dollar. It's calculating all of your income for the month and all of your expenses and make sure those equal zero, hence the name zero-based budget. It's making sure there's a purpose for each expense. Businesses commonly use a zero-based budget to make sure there is, well, like a purpose for everything they're spending money on so that there's not any erroneous spending or spending that doesn't make sense or spending just to spend so that you actually use your whole budget so you get more money next month. And those sort of things are all cleaned up in a zero-based budget because you're expected to list out every item and those sort of things so that everything equals out. And zero-based budgeting can seem pretty intimidating. And we'll go into that a little bit later on. But it's making sure you're keeping a tight watch on your finances making sure that you're keeping track of every dollar that you make and every dollar that you spend. And let's talk about the perk of budgeting based on last month's income. This comes into play a lot with zero-based budgeting and it makes zero-based budgeting very easy because when you zero when you zero out your budget, if you're using last month's income, it's so easy to calculate because you already have that money. And then you're not worrying about any of your paychecks throughout the month because you already have the money that you're planning on spending for the month. So one of the things I heavily encourage everybody to do, especially with tax refunds coming around, is use that as a chance to kickstart yourself to budget based on last month's income. It makes budgeting a lot easier because you don't have to worry about timing your expenses or spending too much in the beginning of the month and not getting enough paychecks in time. It makes life a lot easier when you're budgeting based on last month's income. So next, let's talk about some of the pros to a zero-based budget. So what are some of the pros or the good things about a zero-based budget? Well, it helps you focus on your goals. When you're expecting yourself to figure out every single expense and give it a purpose and a reason, those goals that you have, both short-term and long-term, are a lot easier to hit because you're able to say, hey, does this align with our goal of going on five vacations next year when we're spending this much money on eating out? No, probably not. But when you have a budget that isn't based on calculating every expense and making sure every dollar has a purpose, 
those sort of things can really slip under the rug because maybe you shouldn't be going out to eat right now because you're trying to get out of debt and you need to be funneling more of your income that way. But if you're not keeping track of that and making sure to give that money a purpose, I think you can see how that sort of money would just easily disappear, which is one of the other big pros of a zero-based budget is that money doesn't just seem to disappear. Money doesn't just disappear out of your account. It doesn't just magically seem to vanish. You don't know where the money went. Well, with a zero-based budget, you will because you know, hey, we were planning on spending $55 on random car items like oil changes or those random kind of things that pop up. And the money doesn't seem to disappear when something goes slightly wrong in your household. Maybe you have a day where the electricity went out and you need to buy a little bit of food that started to go bad. And when you have what we'll talk about later with sinking funds and using a zero-based budget, it's a little bit easier to cover those sort of things because you have money set aside for those sort of purposes. And one of the other things that is a big perk of a zero-based budget is it helps you lower your expenses. When you're paying attention to where all your money is going, it's easier to say, hey, we don't need money going there right now. Like That's not aligning with our goals and our long-term goals. And a zero-based budget gives you more flexibility. Believe it or not, even though you seem to be being a little more strict with your money, it gives you a lot more flexibility because you can say, hey, we don't need to be spending so much in that category this month. Let's spend it over here. Like You can move money around a lot easier when all of your money has a purpose, especially like mid-month. Mid-month, if you're not paying attention to your money or you don't have any sort of plan for where your money's going, it can kind of be like, well, can we take money out of that category? What else do we need? Like it, it causes a lot. It's a lot easier down the road to make adjustments to a zero-based budget than it is to just throwing money out there or just trying to spend less than you make. But there are, well, there is one main disadvantage to a zero-based budget. Let's talk about that next. So what is the disadvantage of a zero-based budget? Well, the main one is time. It could take a lot of time out of your day, especially when you're starting with a zero-based budget. And that time can cut away from other things that can help you prove your financial situation, like goal setting. If you don't have goals or some sort of idea that you want to do, then you probably should take time to do that before a zero-based budget because a zero-based budget will help you with those goals. So take time to do that first. Just make sure you're spending less money than you make each month and then set a plan to get around to trying the zero-based budget because I think it'll help a lot of people. But the time is definitely worth it. My wife and I, like I said, we do this zero-based budget based on last month's income. And there's been times where our budget meeting, so to speak, has been way too long and terrible. Like it's just been super long and we needed to shorten that down. And that's okay to have those longer ones, but it's you need to just have a conversation that you don't want to have that happen in the future. So now we keep them to a much more manageable time where we sit down, we blast through it because as we've done it over time, we're able to kind of build a template and an idea of, oh yeah, just use like we'll have a similar month, use last month's number. Those sort of things come a lot quicker when you've done it over and over and over again. So the time cost of a zero-based budget will shrink drastically as you do it more and more. So next, let's go over how do you create a zero-based budget and how do you do it? So 
creating a zero-based budget. I'm going to go off of Dave Ramsey's information here because he has a really simple yet good tutorial on how to create a zero-based budget. And it is very simple. So first, you need to list all of your income out. And that's all of your possible rental income, any sort of dividend income like investing, your regular job income, any sort of thing that is bringing you in money that you're going to spend for the next month. Next, list all of your expenses that are known. This is rent, utility bills, internet, cell phone, subscriptions, those things that you know you're going to pay for, that you know are going to come up. If it's December or November, think about Christmas. Like Think of those things that you know are going to come up and then move into all other expenses. Those things that might vary like groceries or gas. Talk about those categories and think through them so that you can think about how much money are we going to spend? Is this going to be a month where we go on a big trip and we're going to spend quite a bit more on gas or food or eating out because we're going to be on a trip. Just think through those sort of things with each category. But the key thing is to obviously one, make sure you have a category for saving money or retirement or some sort of savings plan that you have and have a category for that, that you can put some of that income towards. But after all is said and done, make sure your income minus your expenses or where the money is going equals zero, hence the zero-based budget. So let's talk about one of my favorite things, the sinking fund. And let's talk about how they apply to the zero-based budget and how they can be extremely helpful in this circumstance. So the great sinking fund, how does it apply? Well, it's an easy way to save money that you don't spend. Like you might have those categories like gas and groceries are ones that come up often where you don't spend as much as you budget. What do you do with that money? Is that your fund money that you can suddenly go spend now at the end of the month? Maybe a little bit. That might not be a terrible idea if you want some of that, but it's also a great way to save for months that are overspent. So if you have one month where you budget $200 for groceries and you only spend 150, the next month when you spend 250 and only budgeted 100 or 200, those months equal out. So you can begin to have a sinking fund to kind of automatically build yourself a very tiny emergency fund for each specific category. Now you don't want to get too complex with these. This money can kind of get lost in all the numbers and you need to make sure you have a good system in place to keep track of your sinking funds if you're going to do it with a lot of categories but it's a great place for vacation budgeting. My wife and I budget every single month for a vacation, even though we don't go on one every single month, but that makes it much easier when vacation season rolls around to say, yeah, let's do it. We have the money set aside already and we have for the last 12 months. Those sort of things are a lot easier with sinking funds and it's easier to keep track of your money. So do you have a savings account that's suddenly growing quite large that just kind of has this hovering title like, what are we going to use this money for sort of thing when you have a sinking fund and you've budgeted all of your money based off the zero base budget all of that money in that savings account has a purpose it's all ready to go somewhere for when the time's needed and it's really easy if you use credit cards to just transfer that money into your checking pay your credit card off or those sort of things or if you use a debit card just keep that a good chunk of your sinking fund in your checking account don't keep all of it if you have a 30 40 50 thousand dollar sinking fund or nest egg you don't keep all of that in your checking but keep enough that you know you could cover it and if you know you're spending a lot move money around it's not it's not hard to keep track of it once you figure out your system it'll be a lot easier 
And if you want to email me, I can definitely help you set up the system and get these sort of things in place. I have a spreadsheet that I've built over the last few years that's become very robust that could easily be copied and put into your situation. And then, like I've mentioned, those larger or unexpected expenses, like maybe some food going bad, a car tire going out, are easily covered by your sinking fund. Obviously, you should still have an emergency fund. And as your sinking fund grows and grows, you could kind of look to use your sinking fund as an emergency fund, but that's a little bit more complex and I wouldn't worry about that too much. But the point is, is that sinking funds are an easy way to help you keep track of your extra money and save the extra money that you don't spend so that it doesn't just fall into the abyss and just get randomly spent. And I'm a huge fan of sinking funds. So let's wrap up today's episode next with my thoughts and a conclusion about a zero-based budget. So what do I think about the zero-based budget? I think budgeting your income minus expenses to zero is very helpful. It's helpful for keeping track of all of your money. Money doesn't fall through the cracks or get just randomly spent because everything has a purpose. Like I mentioned in the beginning, businesses commonly use a zero-based budget to make sure they're not randomly spending money. And that's something that you can do as well and that we can all do is make sure all of our money has a purpose. It'll help with goals. It'll help with managing overspending. It'll help with saving for the future. There's a whole lot of ways it can help. And I think everyone's going to like next week's episode about why budget and why we should budget. And I think this episode is maybe a little bit of teaser just into one method of budgeting. So make sure you're subscribed for next week's episode. And then my other thought and kind of wrapping up conclusion is that zero-based budgeting gets a whole lot easier with practice and preparation and you'll build your system. Your system will come. Whether you, if you don't like personal finance or it's always a real bug to have to sit down and go through a budget meeting of some sort, it it's a lot gets a lot easier with practice and preparation and figuring out your system. And I, I would recommend using last month's income and use your tax return to make that possible if you're getting a large tax return. Uh, set yourself up to live off last month's income. It makes life a lot easier when you're not thinking or caring about your current paychecks or when they come into your account. So budget based off last month's income, budget every single dollar so that it has a purpose. Don't spend every single dollar, but have a category and a direction for every single dollar that includes saving it. And then build your system out so that these things can be quick and easy. And they'll, they'll get a lot faster as you go. So thank you for listening to today's episode of Money Talk. As always, if you have any comments or episode topic suggestions, email me at moneytalk.ffc at gmail.com. I would love to hear any feedback you have, topic suggestions, things you want me to hear, hear me talk about. And we're cruising right towards 300 downloads right now. If you could please share the podcast with a friend or someone you want to have a money conversation with, please do. Have them reach out to me with any of their questions they have, and I'd be happy to answer them on the podcast. Please leave a review or rating on whatever podcast player you're listening to. And I really appreciate everybody that's out there listening. And thank you for listening to today's episode of Money Talk. I'm your host, Skylar Fleming. Have a great week. <laughs>